Greetings and welcome to Black Cab Show, episode 5. I'm Brian Garvey. It's been less than a week since episode 4, but we have good news. Because again, UTEC have been in court. In fact, UTEC have been successful in applying for a JR that challenges TfL's granting Captain slash Free Now a PH license. Effectively a full hearing that brings the applying for hire argument into court. I will be joined, as per usual, by Trevor Merrills and Karen Proctor. So without further ado, let's get into it. What was actually won in this particular hearing? Hi, Brian, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to explain to the trade what has actually happened today. We applied to judicially review TfL's decision to relicense Captan based on the fact that Captan, when TfL relicensed them, Captan had now gone on to the FreeNow app. Now, FreeNow started life, as we all know, as ALO, then morphed into My Taxi and is now called FreeNow. And it started off life as a taxi app. And now it's offering you private hire and taxis. But the rub <laughs> was that you can pre-book a taxi. And remember, taxis work in the immediate hire market. They apply for hire, but they can do pre-bookings. But they're not licensed to do the pre-booking work. We're licensed to do apply for hire. PH, who are licensed to do pre-book, they can't work in the immediate, i.e. apply for hire market. Well, anyway... On the, cap, on the new Captain app, or the FreeNow app, you can pre-book a taxi, but you can't pre-book a car. And what TfL was saying today was that you can have an immediate pre-booking. So it seems a bit, you know, conflicting to me, but what do I know? So we argued, and, it, and the, the judicial review was refused. So we argued that we'd appeal against that, and we did appeal against it. And so you asked what's won. Well, what has one is it ends it once and for all. And, we, you know, unfortunately, there's people within our own trade who are some of the worst exponents of it. But people keep saying that Reading ended the ply fryer on the app's argument. Most certainly never. Most certainly never. And if we're not successful with this captain, that's not the end of the ply fryer on an app's argument. Far from it. Because Justice Lang said today, you know, it will be our, each case will be argued on their merits. But what it is the end of, it is the end of these people who keep throwing up. Ah, oh, but Reading said this. What, Reading wasn't till 2019. So from 2012 to 2019, what, was TF, what advice would TfL took then? There was no judgment. And Reading was a very narrow field. So what have we won? We're going to have a free it. That's, that's the expression our QC, David Mathias, who I must say once again, David Mathias and Charles Street and... Uh, the appeal today was superb. The work they'd done was, well, the, the, the result vindicates the work they'd done because it shocked everybody. And it most certainly, I think it, it caught Freenow's um, QC by surprise, who happens to be, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Freenow's QC happens to be the same QC that Uber always retain. Coincidence? You make your own judgment on that. So, lots of positives. It's a free hit for us as a trade, and it puts everyone on notice that the applying for IO argument is far from over. The taxi trade have recognised that the applying for IO is the argument to have, and we will have it, and we will defend our position. And we've only ever got to win once, and that's the reality. They have to win every time.
every single time. Now, we all know where the blurring in the markets is occurring. We know that because unless, to, to quote someone, and you know, who and, he, and it was a great quote, unless minicab driving has become a fantastic profession all of a sudden, how has it gone from, you know, figures from like 56 to 60,000 to 110, 120 if they're not working in our market? We all know they're working in our market. So for those of us who've argued that and been ridiculed and had to argue, unfortunately, had to argue with people within our own trade who, for whatever reason, won't accept it or don't agree with it, I don't know. But what we have done now is we've proved that there's a long way to go with P4H and the argument is far from over. This has to be sending shockwaves throughout the app companies, private hire and taxi alike. Does this bring forward the urgency of the applying for hire argument for private hire on apps? You say, as, as this must be sending shockwaves throughout the app companies, private hire and taxis alike. I would say so. I would, I would say so because they like the, they like that it's become blurred. They like the fact that they are provide, you know, they ride roughshod throughout all uh, our working practices. And legislation and say oh but this technology 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 hasn't reinvented the wheel well it hasn't it really hasn't there is no different private eye have always relied on technology to get a foothold into our industry they've always tried to do it whether it be by cb radios and then they went on to telephones they've always but we maintain that 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 what they're doing there is blatant because these cars have got to be driving around and i use uh, Mayfair is an example. You've got to be driving around Mayfair on the off chance that someone will press their phone. So what are you doing driving around if you're not basically waiting, displaying your availability via the app and waiting to be pinged? What are you doing? I'd say by switching that app on, you're applying for it. But that's my view. And, that's, and I think that's a view the taxi trade, quite a few in the taxi trade share. It's definitely a view that some learned licensing QCs share and i have to keep homing that in because you know, I've, you know the things that have been said everything i've said when i've said i've got legal opinions uh it's not a lie we've had legal opinion that says can uh, that, that does say they're applying for hire and that's what they're doing so the shockwaves is these companies don't want they want a one tier because if we all work in the same way and it's all apparently pre-booked like so many people will tell you that means that we're, work, we're working in the minicab market. So how is the two-tier viable if we're both working the same way, but we have to drive the vehicle we drive and the expenses we have and the knowledge that we have to do, how is it viable? It's not. And these app companies, are no, all of them, none of them are friends of the taxi trade. Not one. Because there is not, you know, do the maths. Just look at London alone. Just look at London, a city of 8 million. There's... If there's 20,000 of us and only 20,000 of us can work the way these apps are working, i.e. immediately, that makes their, um, that's not in their interest, is it? They want this free-for-all. In fact, it, you know, the taxi trade needs to look at itself and it's not a criticism, criticism of any individual. But if you put on that Captan app or that Free Now app, let's call it what it is, right? Every job on there comes up after the price of a taxi. So basically, your customers, and they're, they're selling your work, 
our work, taxi work, to the minicab industry. That's what they're doing. Do you want a taxi in one minute and it'll be £33? Or do you want a, a car in one minute and it'll be uh, £16.40? Well, you know what people are going to do. And people have always used private eye and they can continue to do it. But private eye was never set up since when was immediate and displaying the availability part of the private eye business model. It never was. It never was. And the biggest, the greatest thing that Philip Colvin and his ilk have done is they've convinced people within their trade, so-called people who have got influence within their trade, to swallow the hook, line and sinker. Oh, well, it ain't really. It's different. It's technology. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And, you're not, and it really is. And TfL have known this from day one. Because their own, when they are licensed, I think I referenced it in a previous podcast, Cliff Llewellyn. This is Pint Wire. TfL have known it. Who did TfL, who did TfL get their legal advice that it wasn't Pint Wire? Because we've all, all we've heard is, we, yeah, we've got a legal opinion on it. When we've asked to see it, oh, well, no, it was verbal. I'm not going to make any cast, any asper- aspersions, but we all know who TfL was a knight, who was a knight, um, czar and what have you, and it's probably coincidental at the time. But whoever TfL got their legal opinion off of, they should have at least shared it with the trade. Show it. Who is it? But that, you could say now, the, what the trouble we've got is the general public have got the taste for it. And so that's the uphill battle. But that's on all of us, isn't it, as the taxi trade, because we should have took this fight, should have took this fight many years ago. Maybe we have left it late. Maybe we have. But you're talking about an industry that's worth, well, it's immeasurable, the value. And if you were eventually successful in any action on Plying Fire, whether it be Captain this time, this might not be successful, but we'll have another one, and we'll have another one, because eventually we will win one. And when we do, TfL are in big trouble. And it has to be said, then you start talking about compensation to the trade. And it's massive. Absolutely. Again, this sends directly as bringing into question TfL's practices and policymakers and their serious issues of non-compliance with private hire and taxi law. Hi, Brian. Thanks for giving us the opportunity again to come back on our sort of feedback on the renewal hearing today. I think what was really interesting that that came out of today is is the contradictions in terms of the, the PHP Act and the Hackney Carriage Act and how they're viewed and they're applied in practice. It often Reading is cited as like the holy grail of well Reading has decided this issue but nobody looks before to see well before 2018 before the Reading case happened what was the current status then what was the issue then in terms of what was described today as as mischief which is section 7 of the 1869 Act of Parliament that that you know we are we are regulated and licensed under and essentially it's as if TfL as the regulator want to pick and choose which bits of the act that they will enforce or regulate and, and what came up um, in particularly some of the questions that Justice Lang asked 
was around what TfL and the Mayor of London, so that would have been Boris as the previous mayor and the current mayor, have said in relation to having a definition of applying for hire and a definition of pre-booked. Because there was a lot of terminology today explaining a booking which is immediate in in nature. So if it is a booking and it's pre-booked, the immediacy of it is is a concern and and essentially what section 7 really really does the best way to explain it is that it put a provision in the act that that protects the right of hackney carriage drivers that nobody else is able to lawfully apply for hire on the streets of london now Yes, there has been technological advance, and as David very eloquently put it today, the the exhibition of a vehicle, which is one of the the kind of key points in historic cases, always seems to come into play. And often P4H cases are won or lost on a very, very kind of narrow remit. And what he was explaining was, was the intention of Parliament when it put that mischief clause in there, that obviously at the time in 1869, when the act came into play, there wasn't a telephone, there wasn't a smartphone. And actually the phone enables the passenger to virtually see around a corner, that the phone is doing it rather than the hand. But that doesn't mean that it's that, that it makes it right, that it makes it lawful, it makes it within the the requirements of the the PHV Act. So I think the questions that Justice Lang asked and the way she approached it was that there was a commitment for both previous mayors to actually put that definition in. There was also a task and finish group, the law commissions looked at it and essentially the can has been kicked down the road, kicked down the road, kicked down the road and then lo and behold in 2018 when the Regin judgment defined a narrow aspect on the facts of the case at hand which was based in Reading it wasn't a London case it, it's now clinging to that as the be all and end all as to why they don't need to do anything further the other thing that came up as well is that one of the, the pleas from the defendant side was you know let the regulator regulate well some of the, the the commitments made to the trade around defining applying for hire and defining pre-bookings date back some number of years. I mean, the Law Commission was around 2012, I think, from off the top of my head. So why wasn't something done? Why was it not looked at prior to Reading? And now that Reading's has you know is case stated in a divisional court which is a lower court than the 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 court we are seeking to take judicial review on why is it not kind of looked at again so justice lang found that it was definitely arguable um and there was an intention in the original act for only hackney carriages or taxis to to apply for hire so we move on to the next stage how can you take bring the argument to the fore in terms of court action now to get some definitive enforcement of statute as it stands, as opposed to the whimsy of dubious policy at TfL? Yeah, that's a good question, Brian. I mean, I think Angela touched on it when we did the earlier podcast where we talked about what what the three cases are that we're obviously kind of working on at at the moment. And, And essentially, I think there's a couple of things there. I think we need some clarity 
in in the differences of the of of the the law and the acts that the two different sides of the two tier system actually are regulated licensed and and operate under and and yes i mean i think it's fair it goes without saying that the 1869 act um is is a very long standing act but the fact that it is still in place and it is still the the act that we are regulated under to this day must mean that the legislation is fairly robust so you know it was designed and put into place for a reason and part of that reason is the higher kind of standards and regulations that taxi drivers are are held to so i think clarity as well as definition in um statute now it may be a modern day definition that that you know builds on some of the the previous stuff that's gone in terms of task and finish group the law commission but it's got to be something that's that's fit for purpose and is is enforceable because it it is very difficult to take a case successfully for for applying for hire or for somebody unlawfully applying for hire it's not it's not easy and some of the case law is is quite old and as david highlighted today it can be very narrow definitions of it in specific circumstances at hand and as he referred to the divisional court that found for the case in in reading it was based on the way the 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 facts were constructed and the way that the local authority bought the case so the the scope for a wider kind of discussion around it was was quite limited and narrow so i think you know that that does need to happen because until that happens until there is clarity not only for drivers as well as tfl it will always be it appears the whimsy as you describe it of how it's interpreted by tfl as the regulator now that they you know obviously they are the regulator and they are there to to regulate fairly and should be objectively in in terms of the the two different parts of the two-tier system particularly as they often reference in you know in, in different mayoral statements mayor's question times you know we've we've seen it in the the previous case with kind of street space the things that are publicly said about the the taxi trade and yet actually sometimes we see different things happening in reality there there does need to be some kind of clarification and i think at the end of the day with the the kind of free now platform um i think angela captured it in a really helpful way we're not we're not asking for more than the rights that we, that we've earned and it is that sole right and privilege to to apply for hire on the streets of london and we don't see that as just a purely physical activity we see that as essential um, everything that we do in being a taxi driver in learning to be a taxi driver if you're a knowledge knowledge student is all designed around applying for hire our access to roads our publicly hired status it is all based on the act of parliament and our sole ability to apply for hire so um you know it does it does need to be clarified and then it also needs to be properly enforced but if all if commercial app companies play fast and loose with the the contracts that they provide.
and the way that they they kind of operate their their model one of the key things that that was referred to was you can instantly get a taxi on the free now app you can also pre-book a taxi a number of days in advance but you can't pre-book the phv what was once the captain side of the free now app but a, a phv can only be pre-booked so you know again it was referred to oh it's pre-booked but it's immediate in nature well it, it can't be both things you know it, it it's like having your cake and eating it too so i think um, everybody needs some clarity and then the regulator needs to make sure that that clarity is in place and that it's regulated and enforced based on the definition of applying for hire and pre-booked so actually you know everybody knows where they're coming from and this kind of you know fast and loose and picking bits and pieces of which acts they they want to enforce and which acts they don't can end really thank you trevor and karen for taking the time to detail what's gone on and show how utag is defending taxi drivers rights and working practices so onwards and upwards in other news the date for tfl's appeal of justice lang's bishopsgate ruling has been given as june the 15th 2021 UTAG, I trust, will defend this robustly. Fundraising for UTAG is even more essential now, with three actions on the go. UTAG can be contacted and subscribed to as follows. On Twitter, at uppercase UTAG17. That's at UTAG17. The website is www.utag.london, all in lowercase, where you will find means and ways of donating to the UTAG Fighting Fund, which is all for you and to keep the trade vibrant and viable here on in. At this point, I'm going to sign off. I'm Brian Garvey. This has been Episode 5, a bulletin edition of Black Cab Show. Stay safe out there and be lucky. <laughs>